Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Budget Arcade, the free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. That over there is Mark. Hey. And me over here, I'm Jeff. Uh, and each and every other week we record a free, or excuse me, we record podcasts every week, but each and every other week we review a free-to-play game. On these off weeks, Mark and I, I don't know what we do. We I say it every time, and yet we keep we keep doing it. Here, so Here we are. Here we are. We did it again. <laughs> So, uh, I got a couple things I want to address in this episode. Um, we're going to talk uh, largely about the Cyberpunk 2077 launch, arguably the most anticipated game of 2020. And uh, I want to also kind of, in this conversation, we are going to talk about Stadia. And I want to kind of go back to that a little bit because I've had a lot more time with it. And uh, some of my opinions may have changed. How's that sound? That sounds great. And speaking of uh, the most anticipated launch, has this been the most bungled launch in recent memory? For Cyberpunk? Uh, Cyberpunk? Yeah, Cyberpunk. I can't recall a game that has been botched so badly that both Sony and Microsoft openly offer refunds. Neither of those companies, especially Sony, um, like refunding anything so i've had to refund games from microsoft before and it's an arm and a leg sort of harassing annoying thing you have to call them good luck trying to call microsoft and you get someone on the phone and you tell them why you don't want it and then but we'll get into the, the returns and everything but uh needless to say i can't remember a time when there's been a game that has had this sort of reaction where both of the major console providers are saying, "Hey, we will give you a refund." All right, so let's let's run down the uh, the the launch issues real quick with this game, and and uh, I am reminded to tell all of our listeners that this game was actually delayed um, several times, but most recently from its original launch date, which was I I think it was what uh, October, late October to. They definitely wanted to get, or like I mean, they still met the Christmas rush, but I think they, I think the idea is you want to be out before Black Friday, right? So that sounds about right. Yeah, and so it was originally, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it was late October, and then at the last second, 
they they pushed it back until uh, December tenth, and that to me that just that 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 screamed. Wait a minute, um, uh-huh. you know, literally. <laughs> that, Wait, you're gonna have to. Well, I, you know, you think about games and releasing in the fall, um, the fall window, the fall catalog, and this is a, this like you said, it's a one of the most anticipated games of probably the past two years, and oh yeah, and it was just this. Red flag, immediate red flag when they pushed it back, you know, a month and a half or so. And I, I wondered why. Well, now we know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, so, w- I want to, I want to bet that, uh, CD Projekt, the developers behind this game, probably knew this game was not ready to release on all of the platforms simultaneously. So let's get into that because yeah. there's more behind that. So obviously you talk about delays and delays never really bother me because hopefully you're making the game better. I mean, Rockstar is known for setting dates they can't meet, right? And they often delay games a year. And I just started playing the new Red Dead and it's phenomenal. So when they do get around to actually releasing their game, it's great, right? And, you know, people can complain about waiting for it, but it's better than getting some sort of mess because is what you've seen here. So the big, one of the big uh, issues is that, it, I don't know if anybody, I, I watched the IGN review of this, and in that review, they mentioned that CD Projekt Red insisted that they not use any footage from current consoles, your Xbox Ones and your PlayStation 4s. Uh, so, and they also said, hey, you need to use our trailer footage in your reviews for your YouTube channel. And so, of course, IGN did because they are corporate and they do what they're told and they're not free to actually speak their minds. And well, well let's 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 be real. Those are those are all red flags. Um, oh, undoubtedly. And, and so the big thing is, is that the game came out on modern consoles and I'm not talking next gen. I'm talking this modern console generation. And it basically was like unplayable. Textures were bad. It was horrible looking. And so that's where I think you definitely need to offer refunds. Both uh, like um, before both Microsoft and Sony said they would be open to refunds. CD Projekt Red had come out and said, we will give you a refund if they won't. Which good. Because you need to. And it's not, I'm not saying like, hey, CD Projekt Red's a good company. Look what they're doing. They did a lot of stuff to put themselves in this position. And I think the shadiest of which was not showing people what the game was going to be like on their their console of choice. And uh, they absolutely owe anyone who wants it a refund. So the the developer has, has promised that there's going to be game fixing patches releasing for the xbox one and the playstation 4 both in january and february um my issue is why uh why 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 is it why did this happen um okay and so. yeah and I, i'm sure i'm sure you have an answer but that, that's that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like my my overarching question behind all of right. this is cd project is such a good developer uh, okay right. let's remove cyberpunk from this but all of their previous games 
have been the somewhat will they earned with Witcher three alone. Yeah. You know, it was like people, they were kind of that, you know, I think of like blizzard before they sort of got big and huge, just someone you could count on. Hey, they're going to drop a great game. Um, but yeah. now that's definitely a, a hurt image they have. So wh- why why do you think they they have they have had such a large issue with this this game on modern consoles? Oh, because they built it for next gen tech. I I mean they what they all right. So I don't really have a problem with their like had they skipped the current generation and only put it on next gen then we'd be having a different discussion. But they announced this game early enough where everyone thought it was coming on current gen devices. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I I don't make games, and I don't know what it takes to optimize a game for older hardware. But I will say the reason this happened is because there are corporate people in suits that run companies like CD Projekt Red that you, you keep mentioning the developers and... While that's fair to call them to the developers, they're not the actual artist who make the games, who sure. put CD Projekt Red in this position. It's the high, you know, your, you know, your CEOs and your VPs and the people who make the big bucks that don't actually care about games but care about money. And here we are; they've delayed the game twice. And you know, hey, you need to get this out for the holiday season, no matter what. So your developers are put in a position to say, okay, it's not done. It's not going to look good, but hey, you need to meet your quarterly results. Well, so that's to me why it happened. And I agree. I agree with that. There's, there are CEOs level people uh, making these calls for, for both CD project red and Microsoft and Sony, uh, However, don't you think that Sony, uh, and granted, Sony hasn't had a problem selling the PS5, um, and Microsoft has not had a problem selling the the Xbox Series X either. But right, don't you th- don't you think that there would be more? Um, what's the word? Uh, demand for this game if they had scrapped the PS4 and and Xbox One versions and just exclusively made it a next-gen title. That I mean, you're talking console seller. Yeah, but they don't CD Project Red doesn't own any consoles, right? No. So No, but but if, Sony, but Sony and Microsoft are in CD Project Red's pockets though. So No, oh, whoa, okay. That's speculation at best, but um they essentially the way licensing works is CD Projekt Red will pay a portion of their sales to to PlayStation and Microsoft respectively. So there's a mutual relationship there where if... So here's why CD Projekt Red wants it on all the consoles is there's more potential buyers. Oh, yeah, sure. Like you said, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox, uh, the, the or excuse me, the PlayStation 5 and the Series X are very difficult to get a hold of. So if you launch exclusively on those, you're highly limiting the amount of units you can move on top of whatever quarterly goals we talked about. So I don't think that makes sense to them from a financial uh, standpoint, as far as like the, the corporate suits go. So 
now maybe you delay i you know honestly the game should have probably been delayed even longer yeah. I, I mean that's really the answer um but so i want to say let, let's talk about quickly where the game does run well and that's if you have a monstrous pc uh, i was watching some twitch streamers and you're still going to run into bugs but these are more uh, just in-game sort of open-world bugs you're used to running into if you played open-world games before. Uh, maybe just a little more severe. But if you have a big, beefy $2,000 PC, you could probably run it okay. Or if you decided to purchase it on Stadia, you would have a pretty good experience. So, Did you have a good experience, Jeff? Uh running the game yes so let me say a couple things so i did i so i kept seeing on twitter and on reddit everybody like hey the game's great on stadia the game's great it's working it's running it's good on stadia just get it on and i'm like okay so i pull up stadia and they are running another promotion where if you buy cd if you buy this is over now but if you buy cyberpunk 2077 you would get the um premium edition of stadia so you get a controller and a uh chromecast ultra so i was like hmm that's a hundred dollar bundle but here i can pay sixty dollars get the bundle and a sixty dollar game so i did it i said okay we'll try it out and um the game ran great looks great on stadia um now i do want to say stadia uses up a tremendous amount of bandwidth uh my Usage has gone way up since I've been messing around with Stadia. But the game runs great. Now, is the game great? Uh, it's not It's not really my type of game. And some of the complaints I did, if you listen back to the Stadia episode that I had still ring true here, I find that for first-person shooters and games that require heavy reflex reactions, Stadia isn't quite there yet. However... Uh, you can get used to it. You can acclimatize to the input lag and play, adjust your play style to kind of make it work. And for a lot of people, this is really the only way to play the game as it was meant to be and have it run properly would be on Stadia. Because let's face it, most people don't have big monstrous computers and their home consoles aren't getting it done. So uh, apparently the Reddit for Stadia has blown up. Like this has been a huge uh boon for google stadia that they have something that the consoles can't offer it's almost like it's an exclusive to the point because everybody else has it running like trash unless you have pc so apparently that promotion they ran did very well for them they sold out of units and uh the the usage numbers are way up to the point where i had connectivity issues so it's 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 interesting that this is almost like you just said it's almost like uh an exclusive and if you want uh, you know you want actually to experience the game how probably the developer intended it to uh to be stadium might be the way to go um mm -hmm. and and that to me is fascinating is because i don't think <laughs> i don't think google anticipated one cd project reds issues on modern right. consoles and two the game running pretty well 
on its own well, console. I would say that they probably pushed hard to get there. And the thing is, is that, so the whole idea of Stadia is, is that you have access to these huge computers that are more powerful than anything you could ever hope to have in your home and have it stream the game content to you. And so therefore you don't have to upgrade anything. And that is, this is that promise realized. I think, you know, it's saying, Hey, that game runs like trash over there. Come and check it out here. Now I want to say a couple more things about this. Cause I, I, I did kind of poop on stadia. I did not, I won't say poop. I was very fair with stadia. I think, um, because I had a lot of positives to say, but I have since been playing it even more. Like I haven't, as much as I've been met on it, I keep coming back to it just because it's so easy and to, to use and it's accessible on my phone, computer and my TV. Um, so it's kind of in every room in my house, whether I like it or not. But so I played that game. I ended up going to Google and returning it and Google makes it very easy to return your games. I had no issues returning my copy of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, mostly because it wasn't the game for me. It's not because of how it ran. It's just not my type of Sorry, game. I, didn't understand. Ooh, I wasn't talking to you, Google. <laughs> he started poo-pooing no. on Google. <laughs> Shut up, Google. <laughs> and she was like, wait a minute. Let me hey, Google, it. stop listening. Right. How dare she? All right. Um, I don't know what I was talking about, but anyway, okay. So here's what I, what the magic of Stadia is this, right? Is that I said, I'm going to play cyberpunk. I bought the game and I booted it up. I didn't have to wait four hours for 60 gigs to download. I hit start. Yeah. I, I pushed on, I bought it on my phone, did my one tap buy and the game was booting up on my screen. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's the magic of it, yeah. right? You don't, there's no updates. It's just, oh, I'm playing. So after I return the game, they, they, they're running their Christmas sale on Stadia and I haven't played it yet. And I've been meaning to, but they had Red Dead Redemption on sale. And I had seen some comparison videos of how it ran on other platforms and Rockstar games are notable for how lengthy their load times are. You have upfront, you have just this enormous, like what feels like five minute block of load times. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I watch comparisons on Stadia and it's less than a minute. You know, it's like really quick load times comparatively to what's out there. So I was like, you know, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get Red Dead. So I, I bought it on my phone and I was in bed and I hooked my Kishi Razor up to my phone and I'm playing the game. I didn't have to download or anything. You know, it, it almost bears repeating, but I just I bought the game and boom, I'm playing it. And then this morning I got up and I went into my den and I fired up my Stadia controller and the game was there and I'm having a great time playing it. So I think that where this will be my, the end of my conversation with Stadia, we can go back to CD Projekt Red, but they kind of go hand in hand is that I think that Stadia is a fantastic platform for games like Red Dead Redemption, Assassin's Creed games. But as soon as you go first person, there's that input lag starts to become noticeable, at least to me. I don't feel like I have complete control, but playing a game like Red Dead, where a lot of times you're just riding a horse through the snow, it 
it looks amazing and you know you don't have to install a huge thing and it's on all your devices but i i just kind of want to say i i think i have a place in my gaming life for stadia in its current state and it's based around these triple a single player experiences that you tend to like mark yeah no um <laughs> so uh and real quick on on it was red dead redemption 2 that you're playing right Correct. Yeah, so um, I'm currently... So my experience with Cyberpunk 2077 is very limited because I installed it on my PS4 and then I I quickly went through the uh, setting up my character and, uh, and just dabbling a bit in the introduction of the game uh, because I've been playing Valhalla and I'm, uh-huh. I'm a one-game dude. I can't... I can't play multiple games at once. That's just my, maybe it's my ADHD brain. I don't know. Um, but so you talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 and you uh, riding a, a horse for a large portion of the game and the horse gameplay being such an intricate uh, feel for the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockstar completely... Uh, remodeled their <laughs> the the horse riding gameplay. They complete they they completely rewrote it, and I can tell you, um, and this fits into the Stadia conversation, is because I feel like a game like Red Dead Redemption Two uh, would benefit more from a Stadia like you like you had mentioned mm-hmm. because it's so clean. Uh, the mm-hmm. the the horse riding mechanic gameplay mechanic. Um, is so clean in Red Dead Redemption 2 that, like, compared to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a very good game, but the horse riding mechanic is maybe one of the weakest aspects of Valhalla. And it's... And that, and... Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's so it's so noticeable from going from Red Dead Redemption 2, which came out last year, uh, mm-hmm. to a next-gen title, which Valhalla is um even though i'm playing on a current gen console it's it's so and i i would be interested in just playing red dead redemption 2 on a next gen console Mm -hmm. just for the horse riding mechanic is because it was so good in that game i know that's a tangent and that's a different conversation but uh, I, f- I feel like well, I let's have a horse a horse podcast. <laughs> Two guys on a horse. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> don't look that up on Google. Um, so <laughs> I so let's let's get back into CD Projekt Red and the. I feel like, and we didn't mention this at the top, but another issue that this game has had is that now people are suing CD Projekt Red, um, bringing litigation against it because Mm -hmm. it's such a sloppy launch and uh, it just had so many issues that how does, how do you think, how do you think this game recovers or does this game recover? I think the game will recover next generation. I think they'll get it running great on, next-gen hardware um and i i i think that's where people will play it i think they'll have a game of the year edition and you know and i think it'll find its place uh but it will always 
rest in the shadow of this launch um, because it was bungled that badly. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. The, oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. I, didn't. I was going to say to me the the bigger question is how does CD Projekt Red recover? I, I mean, are they going to be able to put out a Witcher Four game that is good enough to wipe this from people's memory? You know. Yeah, and that that's an interesting uh, question because I can see, and I'm 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 actually on the opposite of you with this. Is I don't I don't think this game recovers. I think this game just probably sails off into the sunset. And you know, if you enjoy it and you're playing it, cool. I think CD Projekt Red is is as soon as they release these uh, these patches for the game, they're probably looking to cut their losses and move on to whatever they're doing next. Now, they currently have a couple DLCs planned. So I, I, I think that we'll still see those because I think it's still going to be a huge seller, right? I think oh, it already you know, is. with yeah. all this bad <laughs> press and the refunds that people are going to... I mean, the... You look at No Man's Sky and the way that game's turned around and the way people feel about it now as opposed to how they did at launch. That's a much smaller team, so I think they can rebound. But I think that when this is going to be in people's minds the most is the next time they're ready to put money down on a CG Project Red game. And more people might be willing to say, I'm going to wait. So I'm going to see what people say about it before I pick it up. Yeah, and so this... I've been trying to rack my brain for a, a game that was that completely missed the mark as bad as this game did, and I really can't. The only ones I can think of never came out. Like <laughs> I think NBA Elite Eleven, I think it was called, <laughs> and they they released the demo. People pooed all over right. it. And they said, "Okay, we're just not going to release it." And that's EA. I mean, yeah. when EA's doing a better job than you, CD Projekt Red. <laughs> That's a bad situation. That's a bad place to be where you're releasing garbage and that EA wouldn't even release and they have no standards. So my my next question is, is does this cause CD Projekt Red to realign itself? Maybe. What does that mean? Maybe, maybe rebrand itself. Um, Mm. You know, the CD Projekt name has been attached to Witcher. That is that has been their bread and butter, that has been their money maker, and now their name has been dragged through the mud by their own doing, but dragged through the mud because the game is so unplayable, so bad that it is now potentially going to hinder them from selling future games. And that's a business decision, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad where they need to rebrand. Um, and I think one game does not ruin it. I, I think their brand is still intact and I think rebounding with an amazing Witcher four game and, and making good on this current game is going to go a long way to get people where they want. I think the big thing is they need to not try to deceive people again. Right. And that's really the fact that they released a bad game to me is neither here nor there. I don't care if they released a, just a big chunk of garbage like they did that's fine but they covered up that it was a big hunk of garbage and they wrapped it in a pretty wrapper and um they put it out there and so people 
had no way of knowing. And in a lot of ways, they use that, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, and they use their goodwill incorrectly by dumping this sure. pile on people. So, I, I mean, I, me personally, I would rather they say, hey, it's not running how we want it to on current gen hardware. So we're going to release these dates on these specific platforms. You know, I don't know. It, to me, the right answer is just to be transparent and they need to be transparent from here on out. Well, so here, with people. here's some interesting, an interesting quote from the, I think it's the head of CD project. Uh, in a quote, and I guess this was a quote to IGN, but uh, it says, we have also stated that if your expectation is that the game is going to be equal to, say, next gens or PC in terms of performance, now he's talking about uh, PS4 and Xbox One, mm-hmm. that definitely isn't going to happen. This is Michael uh, Nowakowski, who is uh, CD Projekt Red's uh, SVP, Senior Vice President uh quoting to IGN. Yeah, this is the guy who probably, who is to blame. Right. Uh, And he continues, having said that, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game, but if your expectations regarding, say, visuals or other performance angles are like this, then we're openly stating that's not going to be the case. It will be a good, playable, stable game without glitches and crashes, though. That's the intention. (laughs) Yeah. But he, he also goes on to say that they had they had rejected the idea of adding two hundred to three hundred extra people to work on this game, but then goes on to blame COVID nineteen for a lot of the game's bugs is because they did not have the people to test for them. So that's false. That I, to that's okay. From a corporate standpoint, that's false. That doesn't make any sense because COVID-19 would not affect game development or game testing because there are people working from home. If anything, it benefits you because you have a lot of people working from home who probably lost their job recently. And so I think you could probably hire game testers on the cheap and they could, you know, test the game on their home thing and and send you everything's virtual now anyway. That to me is not a good excuse. That's a corporate scapegoat, is what that is. Yeah, uh, and that and that that brings me back to what you said before: is that they used all of their goodwill that they have built up over years and years, mm-hmm. and just kind of just said, "Hey, <laughs> sorry about your luck. You thought this game was going to be like a next gen experience? No, you're dumb." And well. That, to me, speaks volumes. Yeah, that's the worst thing. And I think, and you can look across the landscape of gaming, and of the industries that have been affected by COVID-19, you can look and say that gaming might have been the least affected. Right. You know, because there were still, you say you're playing Valhalla. That's out now, you know. I've been playing Call of Duty Cold War. That was in development during COVID-19, and it runs great. So, to me, that blaming COVID is just too easy for them to try to do, but it doesn't make sense when your competitors are going through the same situation 
and putting out great games still right. and on time, right? I mean, I haven't played Valhalla, but how's it good? It sounds like you're enjoying it, right? No, so. it, it's it's a it's a it's a great game. It's it's uh, it's a new experience, much in the mold of of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But you can tell mm-hmm. that Ubisoft took its time. And, and now there, now Valhalla is not without its bugs. There are still bugs. Right, that, there's going to be an open world games, right? But it's such a polished game that, you know, you can say, hey, this is an Ubisoft Assassin's Creed game, but it's much in the uh, in the mold of Odyssey and Origins. Mm-hmm. And there's not that, oh, this game is completely unplayable. They, mm-hmm. they released a game in the age of COVID that is good. Uh, now yeah. I I don't know if it's game of the year, but it, it's good. It's not broken. No, is my point. No, and because they're and I, my like Call, Call of Duty Cold War is still great, right? And there's been other big time games. I mean, you look at the launch of the PS4, and that Dark Souls game came out, right? We had Miles Morales come out, and various other things that have dropped this winter season that work yeah so covid to me is not a good enough excuse the uh, you didn't get game testers in a virtual world now where everything is for done from home you know uh, that's piss poor excuse well so this probably forces cd project red to absolutely make another witcher game their next game (laughs) <laughs> I imagine it will be. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it, I don't think they have a choice. <laughs> well, I and I think if you say anything, I don't know that the brand of CD Projekt Red is harmed as much as the brand of Cyberpunk 2077, whereas Witcher still has power as a name, right. you know, and, and it's kind of like Bethesda, right? So Bethesda's done some pretty stupid stuff recently, but at the same time, for their Fallout 76s, you get a Doom Eternal. Right. You know, and so it'll be interesting to see when the next Elder Scrolls come out, how they rebound, right? But largely, the good thing to take out of this is that Stadia is not that bad. All right. And when I do play Valhalla, it'll probably be on Stadia because then I could play it on my phone in bed, you know? (laughs) Um, So I, I, I just wanted to kind of bounce back at the same time and say, hey, Stadia is pretty good, you know. You just and you could probably play it with whatever you happen to have in your home right now, um, including Cyberpunk. Nah. Okay. Well, that <laughs> is this week's episode. We want to thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Budget Arcade. You can go to our website, www.budgetarcade.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Budget Arcade. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, uh, facebook.com slash Budget Arcade. And uh, our music is provided by the one and only Stimmage. You can find his music at metroidmetal.com. We want to thank our Patreon subscribers, Nomic and Chadworthy. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Have a good day. Okay, man.
Imagineville Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.